0: humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, J.M. And I'm Jared. You know it. We do, Jared. We know
1: it. I hope so, anyway. <laughs> In our heart of hearts. In our heart of farts. <laughs> um, how are you? That's the show. That's <laughs> it. That's all she wrote. Oh, boy. <laughs> how you doing, Jared? Uh, yeah, you know, still around, still kicking, uh, Nice, despite my nice. best efforts. Anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> Round and kicking like Pikuniku. Whoa. Whoa.
0: Those, those are Pikuniku sounds. <laughs> those are actually really good Pikuniku sounds. Oh. Uh. Uh, nice, nice. Well, I'm gonna do the thing. I have a sticky note on my monitor now, so I remember to do the thing first. Devolver recent news because we'll, we do that first, then it's less weird when I do it 20 Just minutes randomly into the, show. the middle of the episode. Yeah, I <laughs> guess <that's, laughs> that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, big news right now, unless I'm missing something, is that we've got three games, uh, three demos available in Steam Next Fest. Next Fest uh, head on over there. You can try out, uh, of course, Gunbrella, as we've mentioned. There's also a demo for Stick It to the Stick Man. And uh, MacPixel 3 has a new demo out. Uh, oh. So if you played the MacPixel 3 demo previously, there are new and different levels in this one. There's a couple of levels from the old one, but it's actually more different levels than it was before.
1: That's cool. I did not know it was a new demo. That's awesome
0: yeah it's a new demo uh he he added a bunch of new stuff or well put in a bunch of stuff from the game uh, that wasn't in the first demo so yeah if you want to give it another shot there is more McPixel 3 available sweet (laughs) and it doesn't cost you a thing it doesn't cost you a damn thing
1: (laughs) except your time which i guess depending on who you are is
0: valuable or not but you know it's the only commodity you really do have. I guess that's true. Everything else <laughs> is just. Um... Uh, this week, uh, following up our previous conversations—not uh, really following up, but I don't know—I don't know what inspired Jared, but Jared had a great idea for this week's uh, forecast, and uh, we're going to be talking about video games based on films. Um, I'm gonna.
1: Put an asterisk there next to you because not all of mine are films.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> just like nice. Based okay. on
1: something, some other existing property.
0: <laughs> well, all right then. I uh, I may have limited myself then. I, I kept mine to films. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking because I,
1: I think when you think of game adaptations, right? Like the, the standard one is like the movie adaptation. And sure. a lot of times they are just done really cheaply and really quickly so they can come out at the like the same time or relatively around the same time as whatever movie it's based on yeah um and they're you know kind of just generic garbage um but there are some diamonds in the rough in there um yeah there's some things that are or some games that i think are definitely worth time and and what i kind of went in when i was thinking about this was like there's some movie stuff but also some games that People might not know are based on certain other things or just uh you basically i don't know the the art of adaptation yeah. is, you don't like you see it in movies you see it in plays you see it all over the place but video games not so much it gets a bit of a bad rap
0: so i wanted to talk about some cool yeah. ones nice yeah nice i uh There's one thing, before we go, Jared, I learned something this week, and I've been excited to share it with you. It's not video game related. It is about something being based on something else. Jared, do you remember the Celine Dion song, It's All Coming Back? Uh, you can't say it, not off the top of my head. Uh, Maybe if I heard it. It's all coming back, it's all coming back to me now. Oh. There were moments of gold and there were flashes of light. Yeah, 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 I know that song. You're probably not a huge fan of that song, Jared. Not your cup of tea kind of thing. I'm indifferent. I mean, I don't dislike it, but... Sure. (laughs) Yeah, it, it wouldn't really show up in your... Jared, I randomly sang that at karaoke and there's some lyrics in there that I didn't expect that that inspired us to look up the song and find out what it's actually about. Because she says there's nights of endless pleasure, and like she's like the nights of endless pleasure, na, 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 na. Right? That's what everybody thinks those words are. It's the line there is more than the laws allow. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Holy shit. (laughs) Jared, what if I told you that this song is a cover and that the original song, it was written by a fellow and who wrote it for a different band, uh, but that the song is actually um, grave-robbing, erotic, period fan fiction. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I love that
1: so much. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i thought you'd be into that i love when pop songs uh, have those like
1: <laughs> dark undertones and that's just so like people singing that along and they're like everybody's singing a song about necrophilia and nobody knows a thing <laughs>
0: it's yeah it's it's not i mean it's 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 not full-on but it's uh apparently it's based on so that the original song and i should have brought it up so i'd have the original guy um but the guy wrote it. It is it is sort of a fictional, it's based on Wuthering Heights, which is some kind of period drama, yeah. where the part of the plot is that there's a brother and sister who are in love, but it turns out that he's adopted or something like that. And then uh, it's, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but she dies. And he's still, I guess he's in love with her. And so this guy wrote uh, this, the lyrics to this song are based on sort of a, a scene that doesn't happen in Wuthering Heights where he, this is the fanfic part, where that brother goes and digs up the grave of his sister. And so this 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 that's what the song is about. Uh and um yeah. That's hardcore, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just didn't expect it. I randomly was like, I'm gonna sing this song, I don't know karaoke. <laughs> and I did not sing it well, but it's fine. Uh and then and then this is It was just a gem. It's just a real treat to find out that a song that you think is pretty boring, like, oh, we're getting back together song, is in fact about uh, an adopted brother digging up his dead adopted sister damn. to see her one last God time. damn. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> and with that, Jared, what is your first uh, video game adaptation that you'd like to share with us? Uh, well, I mean,
1: <laughs> we're slightly uh different direction um <laughs> but i wanted <laughs> i i i feel like i've been set up in the worst possible way uh <laughs> to have any idea what the fuck sorry do you need a palate cleanser no, before no, we move that was on just need... like, i was like oh uh, okay anyway let's talk about comic books uh, <laughs> but like um so i want to talk about this one game because there are plenty of comic book games um And some are very good. Uh, You know, the most recent Spider-Man or the Batman games. um, But -hmm. there are also plenty of games that are based on comic book movies. And they're usually dog shit, right? Just like Mm -hmm. we were saying, just quick and get them out there. But there's one in particular that not only is this game good, it is far superior to the film that came out. It is X-Men Origins Wolverine. No shit. This game is so good. So that was, like, the film, if you remember the the film, this was, like, they did the original series of X-Men, and then before they did all this new shit, they were going to try and do, like, a whole origin series of movies. Like, yeah. and they started with Wolverine, and it was so bad, they canned the entire idea. Um, <laughs> did they release that? That movie came out, yeah. Origins Wolverine, you okay. can watch, and it's really, really bad. Um, it's really, really bad. Um, not even just by like a, oh, this is just dumb superhero nonsense. Like, that movie is trash. Um, but this okay. this game is really good. A really good um, action-adventure kind of hack-and-slash Wolverine game. Um, and what's funny about it is that you can kind of tell that they got, at some point middle in development, they got attached to making a tie-in with this game. Because... Mm-hmm. About half of the scenes in the game take place like in like a jungle, and it's like just kind of a story of Wolverine um, back when he was a soldier, and really has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the m- movie. And he's fighting things like giant stone goblins and these other creatures. And then the other half are just shoddily put together levels about <laughs> the movie. Um, yeah, but that being said, that means like the Cormac core combat was there and it was really fun it felt kind of like a um like a ps2 style god of war kind of hack and slash game you got all kinds of really feral powers um and it was just like really really graphically violent which um at the time you know like the x-men was not that i think the the logan movie was the first one to be really violent but it was just really interesting to see Wolverine as, like, this visceral beast-like character, and you could just, you know, rip people up. Um, and it had a really cool mechanic where your health would auto-regenerate, as it does in games, but that's Wolverine's thing, but, like, you would just be yeah. getting gunned down, and it could get to the point where you would just see, like, your skeleton and your muscle, like, and and it would just slowly, like, come back, and you would always start the level wearing, like, a tank top, and then inevitably it would just go away, and you'd have just your chest, and it was really... Really cool. It's a game that, like, it, had, it was so much better than it had any right to be,
0: especially being based off of such a piece of shit. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like the team that had a hold of it were just fans of Wolverine as a That's character? That's exactly
1: what I think. It's in in the same vein that you're like, oh, Rocksteady when they made like Arkham Asylum. It's like, oh, these guys love Batman. Like, you can really feel yeah. like the love they have for the lore. This to me felt like, oh, these guys are making like. They want to make a Wolverine movie, and or er, sorry, Wolverine game, yeah. and at some point, you know, some studio interference, and they they're like, well, we can't say no, but like, fuck it. And it's funny because you can tell the most attention to detail is like these weird jungle levels and these weird crazy bosses and stuff, and the parts that have to do with the actual movie are very very minimal. <laughs> nice but it's great yeah it, it really captures like a raw visceral kind of combat um that you would expect like wolverine would be yeah that's sweet yeah it was uh, it was i would say it came out on like the 360 and ps3 it was that kind of era um okay and it's you know it, it's definitely repetitive to a certain point as a lot of like hack and slash kind of action games are um sure. but it's really fun um and way better than the film, Great Combat, lots of really visceral. He can unlock all kinds of bonus costumes, so, so you can put him in the yellow spandex if you want. Nice. If your heart desires. Uh, yeah. That's my that's my first one.
0: Nice. Very nice. Uh well I will I'll I'll follow up with with one that is another one that is was made alongside kind of two films maybe. Um, but is also, I think, probably better than those films. Uh, Enter the Matrix. Ooh, shit. Right? Oh, I love that game. <laughs> uh, so Enter the Matrix, and didn't. It wasn't even that wasn't even on my list. Like, you just started talking about, like, I don't know, like, it suddenly it's, I just remembered, like, oh, shit, Enter the Matrix is, like, one of my favorite movie video games of all time. Um, yeah, it it takes place alongside the films. You play uh, is it um, who is it? One of them. One of them is it, uh, of them's uh, named Jada Pinkett. Uh,
1: yeah, well, one of them's named Ghost, like the Asian guy. I forget the actor's name. Yeah, and then I think the other one, yeah, is Jada Pinkett Smith, whose character name I don't remember.
0: Yeah, and so you play as these other characters, and you have this whole side quest that's actually going side by side with the movie. And they filmed some of like they filmed extra scenes like while they were filming the movie. So you've got the actors from the films, like in these different scenes and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just such a cool game. The combat was great. It was it was it was fun to beat the shit out of people. Uh, you got get all kinds of cool Matrix powers. Uh, you go through all the different environments and there's there's a, the, the agents are like almost completely unkillable uh, like when an agent shows up it's real bad news mm-hmm. and it feels really good that it's such bad news like just all time one of my favorite video game based on a movie games of all time and I wish I wish I'd remembered it when I was making my list because I would have like Pull up more, so I could say what was actually. I it. remember that game too. Uh, so
1: you you chose between those two characters. You chose who you wanted to be. Yeah, like, it was the same levels that you would go through, but based on yeah. who you were, it was like a different branching path, right? So the one the one moment I specifically remember is like in the very beginning, you're in this office building, and if you played mm-hmm. as the the ghost character, the male character, like you have to kind of go through and you immediately set off the like metal detector and you get into a fight right away. But if you play as the female character, you can actually kind of sneak into the women's bathroom and find that there's like a vent over top that you can open up and you can actually bypass an entire section and do a little bit more of a stealth area in the beginning. Nice. And I just thought that was kind of cool. It's like the same level, but you still get something yeah. different each time.
0: Nice. Yeah, I do, the, the the biggest memory for me, I have two, like there's like, there was like a hacking thing, like, like out, like from the game menu, you could go into like the, the green text hacking thing, and you could put in different codes and get different responses, and throughout the game, you unlock like these codes and stuff like that, and I remember like the big reward, because, I don't know, this is, the, was, one of the big rewards was the, um, the woman. I cannot remember the actress's name, but she's the, the Merovingian, the French guy, and his his wife, her character. She, there's like audio clips of her saying sexually enticing things. Uh, <laughs> you know, which for, you know, young men was like, Oh yes, it's a jackpot there. <laughs> yeah, young anyone who's into her, I guess. Um and uh so yeah, I remember I remember that. And then the biggest thing for me was like you, you can't kill the the agents but there was a spot on one of the buildings where you go out on a catwalk out of a window, and I remember that I could, like, judo flip the agents off of it and kill them. Oh, nice. And uh, so I did that a lot. Just, just as, a, I guess, I don't know why. Like, I don't think I got anything out of it. It was just like a, like a show of dominance over the agents. I'm not sure what I thought I was getting out of that, but I just remember doing it a lot just because I was like, yeah, I could fucking do this. I could kill them. Uh, and of course, they just pop back up, and you know, because you can't actually kill them. But yeah, super good game. Good, good, like good tie-in. Like it felt like more immersive for me. And you, you actually get more of the plot. Like it actually does add to the experience of the films. Um, yeah, and then those movies are, you know, not great. No, uh, the first Matrix is awesome.
1: Um, oh yeah, the rest, yeah, of them not so much. Not so much. Did uh, you ever play yeah. Path of Neo? no that game is a fucking fever dream um oh yeah because so path of neo is like it's all it's the first three well i guess (laughs) it was all the movies at the time but the first three matrix films right and you just kind of go through all of them as neo but it is so fucking weird and it just <laughs> has some, like, very odd design choices. Like, the, the the combat is very similar to Enter the Matrix, right? And so it has really fun, mm-hmm. visceral combat. But, like, you know, you start off, like, in the very first levels, like, the stealth section where you're having to crawl through, like, his office, like, at the very beginning of the Matrix when he gets the phone call, you know, and they're like, the agents are coming for you. So you're like, okay, the first level is this stealth thing, and then you learn how to fight through these training montages, and you're playing through the first movie and it's gunplay and then you become the one and you have superpowers and they add all of these like new things in there like these original concepts to try and pad out the time mm-hmm. and it's just so fucking weird cuz it's like it's like watching all three matrix films at the same time while you're on acid
0: cuz like they just there's like
1: scene where you're like oh I remember that happening like the scene when you that you fight the twins but then in the game you go to like this other dimension and there's a vampire woman and you fight giant fire ants at one point you fight like all these <laughs> crazy creatures yeah and the fucking end of it like the the last bit cause in the movie I guess this is a spoiler for the third Matrix movie if anybody hasn't seen it but like you know like
0: <laughs>
1: Smith takes over Neo but then he like explodes himself from the inside blah 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 <sighs> So in this movie, or in this game, the fucking, the, like, the Wachowskis come out as these little pixelated sprites, and they're like, hey, we're the Wachowskis, like, that thing we did for them like, it's pretty cool for a movie, but it doesn't work for a game, we want a big boss, and so we're gonna do that for you, and then it's just like, all the Smiths form together to make this giant, like, like, Voltron of an Agent Smith, and you have to fight him, and it's like... What in the good goddamn... And then you beat him, and it starts playing We Are the Champions by Queen. (laughs) That's right. It's like,
0: what in the hell is this game?
1: (laughs) Anyway, that was not on my list, but you talking about The Matrix, I'm like, I gotta mention this, because this is so insane.
0: (laughs) I forgot. I've seen... I've watched the video of that ending, and it is... yeah, it's fucking nuts. It's so weird. It's, It's so cool. It's a video game. Uh, this does make me wonder, because both of those games are, I mean, I, I, it sounds like Path of Neo might also be better than most of the Matrix movies.
1: Well, that's, yeah, because Path of Neo, what's weird about it is the whole first part, which is the first movie, it's like a pretty mm. meh game. Yeah. And, but like once you get to, like when you basically have god powers, it's like, oh yeah, this game is awesome, which is funny because that's when the <laughs> movies started to suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It just makes me wonder if they made like a Jupiter Rising. Uh, oh yeah, game, like a... if it would be mm. if it would be good. <laughs> oh,
1: nice. Well, there's two not on the list. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Doing great job. <laughs> um, I'll do I'll do another one that's based on a movie. I have two that are based on movies, and then a couple that are based on various other things. So this this yeah. one is really cool because it it's a, based on a movie that I really like, um, but the game came out way way after the movie came out. So it feels a little bit more like a like a labor of love, like these people who really enjoyed the the film and wanted to you know add on to that rather than a cheap cash grab. It's, yeah. it's a rock star game, the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, the Warriors game I thought was really really fun.
0: I don't think I remember that that was Rockstar.
1: It was a Rockstar game, yeah.
0: <laughs> huh.
1: Yeah, it was, um, I want to say the PS2, but it was like a beat 'em up brawler. Um, you could play the whole thing co-op, and it kind of had uh, scenes that were like from the movie, things you were recreating from the movie, but a big bulk of it was yeah. like a prequel. So it, you were following the huh. gang, the warriors, uh, kind of before... Everything happened in the film, doing different stuff, and it was a it was a brawler, it was a beat em up. So, again, a little bit repetitive in some natures, but a co op beat 'em up. I don't know; those were great, especially back in the day. Yeah,
0: nice. Yeah, I never, I never played it. Uh, I never really watched. I never watched the movie. Have I seen the Warriors? I may have seen parts of it. It's, it was never a big part of my life. It's a, it's an interesting film because it's like, I, <laughs> I don't
1: know. It, it deals with like a it's like a, an attempt at gritty subject matter and like like because the the for anyone who's unfamiliar with the film it basically it, it takes place in new york city uh like in the 70s so there's like crime and gangs really run rampant and the idea is that this one person kind of uh i don't know how you would say it but he basically like gives off this idea that like hey we're all of our gangs like we each one has their turf each one has their thing they fight over he's like but do you realize if we banded together that we could we could run the city like nothing could stop us um and i remember like hearing from my parents like they're like yeah when that movie came out there was like genuine concern that gangs were going to start banding together and doing that and (laughs) and it was like genuinely frightening and so that's the setup. But the movie also has this weird, like almost like super villain quality to it, because the gangs, you know, rather than being like the bloods or the crips, like they all have these really weird names and dress in these weird costumes and they all have some kind of gimmick to them. Yeah, they're movies. So things. it's yeah, it's like a very, it's very cartoony. Um so it's a, it's an interesting juxtaposition. Like one of the one of the more infamous is the baseball furies which is a gang of guys mm-hmm. who dress in baseball uniforms and paint their faces funny colors and and use baseball bats. And it's like that's a that's a fucking comic book gang, you know, <laughs> like Yeah. Um Anyway, it's a it's a cool flick. It was a cult hit, but yeah, it, it I found it lend itself pretty well to a game, especially cuz of that very reason, these very iconic kind of crazy wacky gang members like almost felt like different henchmen in video games anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it was a fun. It was a fun
0: time. Nice, very nice. Isn't the plot something like the movie, like the warriors have to like get across town, like they're a gang and they need to get across town or something like that? Yeah.
1: So at the 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 start of the movie is like the assembly of all the gangs where this guy is like preaching this idea and someone assassinates him and blames and and frames the warriors for it. So the whole point is that they're the, the warriors turf is Coney Island. So the whole thing is that they're just basically trying to get back to their home turf while everybody thinks they shot this guy. So the whole gangs
0: are trying to kill him. (laughs) I see. Nice. I mean, that does sound perfect for a video game adaptation. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, nice. I wish I yeah. So many Rockstar games I need to go back and play.
1: Yeah, this was like in the. I I, I don't want to say golden age because they're you know some of their new games are, are fantastic, but this was in in that specific age of Rockstar where they were putting
0: out a fuckload of games. They were doing a lot more experimentation. I mean, that was when they did Bully. That was when they did uh, like Manhunt or, or, and or, stuff. Yeah, Manhunt and uh, what was the the. The the riot one. Oh uh, state of emergency State of Emergency. Yeah. yeah. Which was not great. No, that game was terrible. But <laughs> it was terrible. But I mean they are just experimenting. They were just doing there. all like, kinds you know, of stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, well my next one is also an older it was it was made uh, it was made in nineteen ninety seven for a movie that came out in nineteen eighty two. So there's, you know, a, nice there's a 15 year difference um, but it's the Blade Runner game by Westwood oh Studios. fuck yeah man the point and click game yeah that game is awesome yeah yeah <laughs> so good uh, it, I mean and what's good about a PC game is hopefully you can find it on I don't know GOG or something like that yeah uh, Cause yeah, it's it's a really cool point and click game. It like the vibe, it has the vibe of Blade Runner. Like it they just they they did such a wonderful job of getting the tone right. And it's a point and click game where you are also a Blade Runner and you're also looking for replicants. And it um it uh Sorry, I have the Wikipedia page in front of me, and I, I, I'm sorry, I just see that Night Dive Studios and Alcon Entertainment released an enhanced edition of the game on Windows, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One wait, wait, in, what? on June 23rd, 2022. Wait, that recently? So. Holy shit, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I did not know so, that. Uh, I, I didn't know that either. I'm like I've ha- like I, I have all these pages open in front of me, and then I just like glance, and I'm like, I saw Nintendo Switch. I'm like, wait, what? Uh, so, well, there you go. It's really cool. It takes place uh, concurrently with the film, like you're side by side. They've got a couple actors, like James Hong is in it, and um, uh, Sean Young, who plays the the replicant lady, like they're in it. But it's a point and click adventure. You. You have to, you just do all the cool things. You, you you pick up clues. You get to do the the photo enhanced things on photos that you find. Uh, it's gritty. It's depressing. It's good. Uh, I remember that when, when I played it back when it came out, um, I didn't understand how bullet upgrades worked mm-hmm. in the game. So I never upgraded my bullets. Uh, so I was having a real hard time. Because <laughs> every once in a while you have to shoot somebody. Uh, like, it's not a big shooter, but, like, you know, you'll need to, like, pull your gun and, like, click on somebody to, to shoot them. And I was having a real hard time with those scenes, and then, like, at the end of the game, like, I figured out the bullet upgrades, and suddenly I'm just, like, just dropping everybody. I was like, oh, okay, cool, nice. Um, I'm bad at video games. It's like, I didn't know you could get Companions the first time I played Fallout. I just <laughs> went through it alone. I killed the fucking dog. Oh, uh, what? No. No. <laughs> dog i it was a video game and like oh this dog's attacking this guy sure thing buddy i got you pow have a nice one. Oh my god you killed dog meat <laughs> i killed dog meat uh but yeah so went through that whole game but yeah it's just it's so good it's just if you like the original blade runner if you're into that energy that vibe i mean it's such a cool game Oh, it did, oh, yeah, it didn't get onto GOG until 2019, so, yeah. Uh, if if yeah. I remember correctly, but, that game
1: also has, like, elements of randomness to it, so each time you play it, like, certain clues, um, and, like, who even might be the replicant can change each time. Um, oh, nice. So, like, you can, you can replay it, you know, to go down different paths and stuff, but, you know, like, because with some mystery games, like, once you know the clues and the answer, it kind of... You can't yeah, ever play it again, but I I think I remember that one changing stuff up where it, that you're meant to replay it multiple times because it's a bit of a different
0: experience each time. That's really cool. That's I mean that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's that. a solid pick, and I'm glad we learned that it's new and enhanced and out. I got to play that again. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> I'm gonna get that on Switch. I'm gonna play that on the plane. Oh, hell yeah! Let's see. I have,
1: oh, you know, I'll do another movie one, but I'll do the more, more standard movie one. Um, okay, King Kong, based <laughs> on the Peter Jackson film. Um, okay, this game was really damn good, and for the time was doing some really interesting, uh, some really interesting things. So it, <laughs> unlike the Peter Jackson movie that takes like an hour and a fucking half for anything to happen. Um, the game starts immediately once you get to the island where all the dinosaurs and all those people are, yeah. and it's a first-person shooter. But guns themselves are very rare, uh, so you kind of have to plan your resources. And you mainly are using like uh, like bamboo that you have into spears, or uh, you can go up to like these animal carcasses and rip off like ribs so that you can use bones as spears. Um, Jesus. And it's really cool. There's no HUD whatsoever, uh, and there was like it was one of the only games I, one of the earliest games I remember playing where there's like there's no HUD and very minimal cutscenes. Like most of the story and the dialogue happens like while you're playing, um, and it's got a huh. bit of a survivalish kind of thing because you're fighting off these dinosaurs. But you know you have all these spears and you can throw them or you can jab with them. You can find fire to set the end of them on fire to kind of scare them away. Uh, but then you can also find, you know, various pistols, shotguns, machine guns, um, but no ammo counter. You There's a designated button and your character will be like, oh, I got about, he's like, I got about 10 bullets left, or like, I got about half a clip left. So you always have to <laughs> kind of be cautious of that kind of stuff. Um, and it was really cool, it was really interesting. Um, there were some levels where you played as King Kong that were like 3D kind of beat-em-ups, and I think those were kind of the low light of it. Um, but yeah, it was weird. It felt almost like, kind of like Turok, but in Turok, mm-hmm. you're like this badass soldier kind of dude. It's like, it, it more of a like a survival horror version of Turok, where your resources are limited nice. and you're just a regular guy fighting off these dinosaurs trying to survive. It was a really damn good game.
0: Nice. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. I'm impressed with, like, also just the level of immersion they're going for in that. It was very weird. Like, I, I, I think Peter Jackson might have somewhat been involved
1: in the game development, and I don't know if that was his idea or not, but, yeah, they were going for, yeah. like, hardcore immersion, you know, like, no HUD, none of that. Like, really before, you know, you had that kind of thing, like, hard, like, I would not call this a hardcore shooter, but, like, before that kind of style, um, you know, like, yeah. no crosshair, like anything like that. <laughs> damn. Damn. Yeah, great game.
0: All right. Nice. Uh, uh Yeah, I've got a, I've got another one from 1997. It's it's kind of one of the most obvious choices for a movie to video game adaptation that is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what it is just from that? Uh, I mean, I have a couple ideas,
1: but I don't know. Ninety- 97 threw me off, so. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, it's
0: Goldeneye. <laughs> of course. <laughs> just, I mean, not really all that much to say. It's like, again, it's it's a game that was way more interesting to anyone than the oh, movie was. of course, was. yeah, of course. Um, oh, but he- so that
1: one of the things i put on my list actually was nightfire which is another james bond game um but that one is not based off of a a film it's its own original story and that's why i was like well this is based on a character you know from literature And it's it's still pierce brosnan it's his model and his voice and everything um but that game i loved and it felt like because like goldeneye was great uh and goldeneye you know the multiplayer was fantastic nightfire had a wonderful single player and really balanced those aspects of being a fun shooter while also making you feel like a spy and you have your gadgets and infiltrating and stuff like that nice there was another james bond game around the same time there was like a third person one that i can't remember the name of but was also really good but Yeah, those are, (laughs) I thought about Goldeneye, and then I said, well, Nightfire, I prefer, but, you know, it's, and that's, that's one thing I wanted to bring up about adaptations is that sometimes a loose adaptation can be the better one, where you take this character and a setting and a clear style, but we're going to make our own original story. Uh, And I think it's great.
0: It worked well. Well, I mean, that's what they do with the movies, right? Because James Bond is a book Exactly. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. I, I don't know how many of them have... Because uh, I know some of them are directly based on books, but yeah, how many are just <laughs> their own thing?
0: You know what else that guy wrote? The guy that wrote... Ian Fleming? Uh, Yeah, Ian Fleming. You know what else he wrote? Hmm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Did he really? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was watching it with my dad, and he's like, you know the same guy that wrote... James Bond. Wow, that's funny. James Bond wrote this. I'm like, huh? I had no idea. Uh, yeah. Well, and, so, and did
1: you know that um, the guy who directed Mad Max also directed Babe Two Pig in the City? That's
0: right. I just, that's right. It's where he got his start uh, yeah. <laughs> before, before Babe Two Pig before in the City. Mad Max. Yeah, if you if you see the original uh, the original Babe Two Pig in the City, it, yeah. it's very indie. Very indie. It's very an Australian green, indie yeah. film without a <laughs> yeah. It's very. Oh god. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what there's to say about Goldeneye that hasn't been said a million other places, but I just felt like I couldn't not have it on the list. Oh,
1: for sure. I have one on mine that I was like, same thing. Of like, I don't know if I want. Like, I'll save this for the end, but it's like a. Uh, maybe I won't save it for the end, but it was just one I was like, "Well, everybody talks about this when it comes to like great adaptations," um, and that's Escape from Butcher Bay, The Chronicles of Riddick, which is
0: I never played that. It's
1: so good. It's it's another one so similar to like Nightfire, like I was saying. This is not based on a specific movie, but it's based on the the Riddick character, um, yeah, you know, from Pitch Black and The Chronicles of Riddick, and I. Uh, whatever the other ones were called. Uh, but it's really good and better than any of the movies uh, and, and has this really great mix of like semi-adventure elements where you're kind of roaming around this prison and you talk to different people. Great visceral like, hand-to-hand combat. Great stealth uh, because Riddick, for those who don't know, his, basically his main gimmick is that he can see in the dark uh, so you can yeah. use the darkness to your advantage. But then also really great gunplay. Uh, It mixed a lot of different genres and felt, um, you know, like an immersive sim. It felt really like a really good immersive sim. Uh, And what's also funny, they eventually, they made a sequel to that game called Assault on Dark Athena. Because, like, Butcher Bay, I think, was the original Xbox. This one was for the next consoles. And what was cool about Assault on Dark Athena is, number one, it was basically more of the same, so it was also pretty good. But that game came with a complete remaster of Butcher Bay, like, for free. <laughs> so anybody, if you, if you can get a copy of Dark Athena, I'm sure it's pretty cheap. You get two great games, <laughs> which I nice. thought was really cool that they did that. But yeah, that's one that, like, I was like, I don't know, there's too much to say. But I think, like, if you look up any just best, you know, movie adaptations, it always comes up which is funny cuz it's not directly based on a movie it's just a movie character but anyway
0: fair enough fair enough nice uh my next one is 2010 alien versus aliens versus predator the 2010 one the 2010 one like the first person shooter I one i loved that game it's so good. I it's love so good. that game. Yeah, it was so good. I wish someone would just do that game again because it was so fucking good. Yeah, that one. I the and the like the three campaigns, the three separate campaigns. Yeah, so cool. So for anyone who had never played Aliens vs Predator, the 2010 game, it's three separate single player campaigns: one where you play as the alien, one where you play as a colonial marine, and one where you play, play as a predator. And it's, like, all, like, kind of part of the same story, like, you know, linearly from three different perspectives. But playing as the alien is so fucking cool. I love, yeah, because the alien could, like, crawl up on the walls and shit, and, like, we're going really fast, yeah. Yeah, you you were insanely fast as an alien. You could run up the walls. You could see, you could basically see, like... You could see through walls at short distances and you could see the predator even if the predator was cloaked if you were close enough. And you, if you got behind – like if you got behind someone, you could do like the mouth kill and just like yeah. insta-kill someone by busting through their skull. And it was so fucking cool. And then the, the, like just the the vibe of all of them was so great because then you play the – like. In the aliens, you're just you. You are a terrible thing. Like you've got to be smart in how you play because you can get killed by shit. But like you are the fucking terrible thing. Uh, and then as a Colonial Marine, it's it was just such a fucking horror game. Oh yeah, it was so terrifying. I don't think I finished the Colonial Marine part of the campaign because the facehuggers freaked me out too much. <laughs> yeah. Because just oh you could and you had the you had the motion sensor and all it does is just make you more upset. So you're
1: like, oh, no. Oh, no, they're here. I, uh, I remember, uh, plays like, the Predator one, because the Predator was, like, a tactical stealth game because you have all of the, yeah. like, the gadgets and things you have. And so it was, like, trying to lure people away and pick them off one by one and mm-hmm. so fun.
0: It's so cool. I and mean, then they had multiplayer, mm-hmm. which was kind of... wasn't well-balanced in a lot of ways. Uh, but... It was still fucking cool. And that you had, like, just three totally different character types out there. Like, I don't know. It was just such a cool way to fucking do that. Yeah. I I also
1: remember it being obscenely violent as well. As oh, you yeah. mentioned, the like, the, the mouth kill from Alien, but I think... I, I don't think the, the Marine did, but both the Alien and Predator, I remember, like, you have all these nasty kills, and the Predator specifically... would like rip him out like with the spine attached and then just like attach it to his Mm -hmm. belt like as a trophy and it was like jesus christ
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean right so good yeah fuck that game is awesome yeah yeah Oh, i mean i I loved playing as an alien the most i think i had to give up in like multiplayer because like i wasn't good enough to get close to anybody but when you do it sure is cool (laughs) Because everybody's got guns except you, because you're an alien. Yeah. But you're also, like, the the fastest, I don't know. It was just... Ugh. Ugh. It makes me
1: wish, like, the the new... Uh, it's not new anymore, but, like, the newest Predator game that came out. The one that's, like... It was by the Friday the 13th devs. The one where, like, oh. one person's a Predator and a bunch of people are Marines. Yeah. It makes me just want that to be so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Because is, that is yeah. not a good game. Boom. And it could be. And to think of, like, that done well, but also, like, add the alien in there, like,
0: man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool to have, like, a game like that where instead of just, like, a multiplayer map where it's like, okay, everybody kill each other and we'll count who has the most kills, like, <clears throat> kind of make it, like, scene-specific things where you've got, like, okay, this group's got to get from here to here, but the Predator's trying to pick everybody off. Okay, you know, again, humans are trying to get here to here, but, like, we've got, like, 30 people getting to play aliens or whatever. Yeah, you know? like, um
1: if it was, like, an objective-based multiplayer game rather than just, yeah. like, like, a death match where, like, humans need to go... Almost like an extraction shooter would be cool. Like, humans go here, get these things, and then leave while also yeah. aliens have to specifically harvest this. That might be cool.
0: Yeah, aliens, like, kill everybody, but also, like, don't kill everybody. You gotta, like, wound everybody and then breed new aliens Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Oh, my God, if you could fucking, like, drag someone off and, like, Stick them to the wall, and then they get face huggered, and then they come back as an alien. Oh, like a like and the they um, Have to play on your team. Yeah, like the
1: old like. Do you ever play that old like Halo mod where like one person was the zombie? zombie? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, infected, infected. Yeah, be so cool, dude.
0: Right? Like do that with aliens. That would be fucking <laughs> sick. Like, all right, you're on our team now. I'm like, okay. Oh, that'd be oh, so cool. god. Uh, dear aliens versus predator, if you're listening, please do that. <laughs> <laughs> so good what you got jared
1: i'll talk about i have two more but this is my last one that's based on a movie and i I mainly want to talk about it because i just find it hilarious that uh, of any movie that this movie was turned into a video game it's a movie um i am going to double check the release date because i don't know no i of course i ah 1979 by an art house film director named Tarkovsky. (laughs) I'm talking about Stalker. Which is uh, a a beautiful film. I mean, Tarkovsky is, I think, one of the best film directors ever. Um, You could call him somewhat pretentious, but I don't know. He does make poetic cinema. And Stalker is beautiful and haunting. And they made, like four fucking stalker video games which is just (laughs) blows my mind (laughs) um but they did some clever things with it so for those who are unaware stalker is a is a well stalker itself is actually based on a book so this is a game based on a movie based on a book um it's about the there's basically there's this this thing this thing just kind of appears in the middle of the land and it Creates an area around it like a very large area that people refer to as the zone and in the zone weird shit happens like reality doesn't operate Correctly and you you can't quite know what to do because things just change But if you manage to make it to this thing at the center, it grants your deepest desire so the, the film follows these two people, and they hire what's called a stalker, and a stalker is somebody who knows how to navigate the paranormal bits of the zone to help them get to there. Um, but it's great; the movie's great, and it has a lot of like really cool themes and stuff. So the game they they changed it a little bit. because in the in the film they don't really ex- it's not really explained. It's just a thing that's there. Uh, yeah. The the game is called the first one anyway. Stalker Shadow, Shadow of Chernobyl. So they try and yeah. make it like the, you know, it's like it's nuclear kind of thing going on. Um, and okay. it plays a little bit more, it plays kind of like Fallout, like Fallout 3 uh, or yeah. New Vegas in a way. So it's a first yeah. person shooter and you kind of, you go into the zone and that's your goal. But, you know, you're doing a lot more like quests and, and looting and trying to find things. And there are these abnormalities and they take more so the overall kind of feeling of what the movie is and turn it into more of, like, an action RPG. Uh, but they have some cool things. So, like, for example, in the film, he has, like, these bolts with, like, white cloth tied to them, and he'll, like, throw them, and that's a way he can test if there's, like, an aberration, because he can see, like, if it disappears or if it falls somewhere else. So in the game, you have those same things, and that's how you can see, like, aberrations and stuff. So it, it takes elements from it. Um, And it's a fun game. It's an older RPG. So it's got, you know, old RPG kind of jank to it. The AI is a little weird. Um, But it's a really cool world and really, really fun game. And I just like, like, I knew about this game. And like, even though I had seen the movie Stalker, and I knew about this game, like, putting the two and two together, I didn't really realize like, oh, my God, that is an adaptation of that Tarkovsky movie. (laughs)
0: Interesting. Yeah, because I I only played the first Stalker, and when you started talking about what Stalker was about, I was like, oh, I thought it was about Chernobyl. So, okay. Yeah, so they they
1: changed it to be Chernobyl for the game, but, um, yeah, because the movie was uh, 79, I think, yeah, and it was just more of like a... Like, it it is implied there's some kind of war stuff, because in the film they walk around and there's, like, abandoned tanks and stuff just floating around there, but you never really find out. But, yeah, um, I just that somebody turned a Russian art house movie into a PC game.
0: I just, <laughs> To four. Just, to four of them, yeah, like makes no goddamn sense to me. But it worked. <laughs> yeah, they've done well. Those are, I mean, those are well-received games. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I guess they made four of yeah, them. Yeah, I'm like... I did not know there were four. There's, I know that there's three for sure, and I
1: think the fourth one either just came out or they're working on it or something like that.
0: But, yeah. That's wild yeah nice um so i have a bunch of like old games i do have another game that was that i just really liked i don't know if it could be said to be a great game but the lord of the rings the two towers game oh man so uh, i was really i was almost
1: gonna put lord of the rings the return of the king
0: on here (laughs) yeah those games were like they were were all the same game right yeah yeah but they were good. They were so fun. Like, especially... <laughs> they were really fun. I, I
1: have fond memories of that kind of shit because you could play those co-ops, so I would play them with my brother all yeah. the time and we had so much fun.
0: Yeah. And they would have, like, there was, like, the, the battle tower where you could, like, fight as high as you could fight and, you know, they got, like, Viggo Mortensen as Aragorn and stuff like that because, you know, when they were tying these in, like, they were like, well, we're going to go with the budget. Like, we're going all in on these things. So that was really great. Yeah, just a cool hack and slash adventure game. I I mean, they're fun. They were on PlayStation two. They were they were just great. They were just fun and dumb and not dumb. I mean they were good. They were very well made. There was there was but yeah, it was just kind of a top down action game. Nothing too deep. Yeah, they were yeah. they were lots of fun. And I, I They were what they should be. I don't I,
1: I remember the Return of the King one and I think the other ones did this too, but there was like multiple campaigns you would do so you would play one where you could play as like aragon and legolas and gimli and that was like one section of levels and then one where you could play as like sam and frodo and then another one as Gandalf, and so like you could kind of pick whoever you wanted to be but there was like these branching kind of campaigns going on at the same time
0: yeah yeah that's right there's like a map now i'm remembering and yeah you'd pick which ones yeah it was good. It was a good game. I don't. I don't have too much to say about it. But it was. It was. It was. A, it was very good adaptation from movie to game. Yeah. That was like, yeah, yeah this feels good. This is what I want. Like, obviously, I don't want to just like in a video. Like in real life, I'd love to just hang out in Rivendell, right? But I don't want to just hang out in Rivendell in a video game. I don't want to <laughs> just walk in a video game. I want to fight shit. Exactly. Uh. So yeah, it was. It was exactly what it should have been. What's your my, What's your not movie? One. This is
1: based on a poem. Sorry, did you say this is
0: based on a Dante's Inferno? <laughs> oh God! Get the Fuck! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> this is shit! It's fucking. I was thinking of things that make me angry, like video game adaptations that make me angry. While I was doing this, and that came to mind. Oh, Dante's heads. Inferno. Because <laughs> I was looking. Because there's there's one called Seven Samurai twenty XX, and it's like. Based on Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, but it's just fucking goofy, like high ah, damage score multiplier and oh. shit. Sorry, <laughs> never, I'll let you never talk never about Dante's Inferno. <laughs> I, I'm so mad right now. I
1: would, so this game, though, it's funny to me because another one of like why the fuck is is are we adapting this? Um, but for anyone familiar with the like the the story, it's just people walking around hell, you know, kind of seeing that. So. They changed it to be during the Crusades and made it a God of War clone, <laughs> uh, but a pretty competent God of War clone. And the thing that I really like about this game is the level design. Uh, for the 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 most, I'd say, famous thing from the Inferno poem is that they describe Hell as being into you know nine different layers, with each one yeah. kind of being its own sin and the the thing going on there reflecting the sin. And they just like dialed that up to a hundred for the game, and had some really <laughs> grotesque imagery. Um, and you know, there are a lot of games where you go to hell, yeah. but I remember this one like being like, "Damn, this is this is cool." <laughs> the environments were cool as shit. shit. Yeah, like okay. to go from like is he's like
0: going to rescue his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, yeah. the the, the story <laughs> No, you don't need it. You don't need to worry about that. You don't need to worry about that at all. <laughs> It's it's really okay, dumb. Okay. It's really fucking dumb, and okay. it's it's yeah. But like, <laughs> in terms of like the taking the because that was the best thing about the poem to me anyway was like the these these graphic depictions yeah. of of hell, and yeah. I think they did that very well. Um, so like the 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 gluttony level right is like all cover like like the enemies are very large and can like barely move and like will roll towards you and everything's covered in like feces and it's just really gross and then you go to greed and everything is gold like bright shiny shiny gold um and it's like the every level kind of has that different like juxtaposition and the bosses are are really cool because they reflect um they kind of reflect that to uh like whatever specific area and it's just it's one of those um I think we've talked about this before, but, like, you know, like, when games are like, this game is a heavy metal album cover? Mm, like, mm-hmm. this is, like, one of the most heavy metal album cover games. Like, the the fucking opening of the game, like, you die, and so you your first boss fight is against the Grim Reaper, and you just fucking, like, oh eviscerate shit. the Grim Reaper and claim his scythe as your weapon. And I was like, yeah, that's metal as fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It, it, Damn. It's All like right. it, it,
1: if, if we're talking about like, you know, l- like literary importance, it comes nowhere close sure. to the original sure. poem. But to just take that imagery and like to turn it into this, you know, like God of War hack and slash kind of thing. But it was just so, it was cool. And it looked, it looked the part for sure.
0: Nice. All right, fair enough. I guess I guess that sounds cool. I never played it cuz obviously I was deeply offended. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really dumb. You.
1: Yeah, you, the whole point you're like trying to save your girlfriend sure. from hell, which is like, okay. Just need <laughs> a reason for need a reason for us to go to hell and fight Satan, I guess,
0: whatever. Yeah. All right. Is Virgil in it? Is there anyone being Virgil? I is Virgil like a dog or something? I don't. You know, (laughs) I I wouldn't put
1: it past him. I don't remember. I just I remember Dante. They changed him to like a crusader knight, and he like sews a crucifix into his chest to like go into hell. Um, Okay. And there's like some thing. It's been a long time since I play it. I don't remember if there's a Virgil equivalent.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. That's. All right, good call. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so bad. Uh, so I've got my last one. And then I've got a couple just honorable mentions. And then a couple like what's. Yeah. But my last one is Reign of Fire, which I think I talked about on the podcast a long oh, time ago. Oh, the... Because the, that's the film the with dragon the dragons. Movie. Yeah. 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 Which is one of... Actually, I really love that movie. It's, it's one of my favorite post-apocalypse movies, the fact that it's a a dragon post-apocalypse movie just makes it so badass. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Uh, And the game was super fucking cool. Um, And it, it had two separate campaigns. You could play the dragon campaign or the human campaign. And so, like, you, like, as the humans, you're, like, driving around in vehicles. And, like, the first one, like, you don't even have, like, a gun. Like, you just have, like, a water cannon so that you can put out the fires to, like, save the crops from the dragons. Um, and the dragon ones, I mean, they were both challenging, but the dragon ones, you get to be a fucking dragon and like fly around and like, you know, dive bomb shit. And of course in the movie, like most of humanity is wiped out in the game. There's like more groups of people and stuff to give the dragons a challenge. Cause in the movie, the dragons have already basically won. Yeah. Uh, so the, I, I don't know. I remember like attacking a train, Like there was a train level as a dragon. You got to like dive bomb the train and like burn shit. It was just fucking cool. The final level as the humans, like you're in a tank and you're fighting like the giant boss dragon from the movie and he's just like fucking huge and he's just tearing shit up. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to beat this? This is It's one of those things where you're like, this is impossible. Then you keep playing it until you do Mm -hmm. it. Uh, But yeah, I just, I loved the, I loved that movie and then the game. Like, I was worried when I played the game and I was like, oh, this does not disappoint. Like, I like being the dragon. I like being the humans. I like these stories. Like, I like that I got two options. Like, if you play the dragon campaign, the humans fucking lose. Like, you track (laughs) them back to their castle and, like, the big dragon. Like, the final, the final level is, like, just this huge, like, open battle, which is one of my favorite kind of levels in any kind of, like, flying game where you're, like, just one of the things flying around and there's like a whole thing uh Star Fox 64 did that and I fucking loved that shit. Uh cuz they had an independence day level in Star Fox 64. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, the final level as the dragons is that and you just have to keep like you just have to beat bully the humans until the big dragon comes and like wrecks their shit. It's great. It's so good. Nice. Um yeah, yeah, Rain of Fire. This is a really great game for a cool movie. Uh, do you want to hear my lists
1: of honorable mentions? Yeah, sure. The only other one I I had on my like oh, list. You got well, it was just one that I like. I, was yeah. like, I don't want to talk about this because I've talked about this game a bunch, but I have to bring up. I have no mouth and I must scream. Oh, based yeah. Based yeah, on a yeah. short story. That's based on a book. Uh, yeah, or short, short story. story. Yeah, phenomenal short story. Um, phenomenal game. The author voices the evil supercomputer in the game. It's perfect. Um, but I've talked about that nice. a lot, so yeah, you know, I don't need to anymore. But I just wanted to bring that one up. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's I
0: didn't know that the author uh, did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's Am the supercomputer. <laughs> That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just so when I first started doing this, a lot of the games were just games that came out when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So like Disney's Aladdin on Sega was. Super fucking hard and good, and I loved it. Robocop on the NES mm-hmm. was good. Rocketeer, Batman eh, on the NES, and then Adam's Family Values, all good games. Uh, or at least at the time, like, they were fun adaptations. Jared, there are some games, though, that I didn't understand how they got made into video games. Jared, did you know that there are two separate Platoon video game adaptations? What? What? Uh-huh, uh-huh. 2. One was made in 2. <laughs> one was made in 1987 and one was made in 2002.
1: Okay, hey god. So 87, that movie came out in what? Like 85,
0: 86? Yeah. <laughs> 86. Yeah. <laughs> '86. Okay. <laughs> so there's those. There was another Mad Max video game that came out forever ago. Uh somebody made and this I guess isn't super weird, but it's just kind of weird I guess if you're in a like if you were older when you watched the movie, but up
1: Disney Pixar's up up? yeah there somebody did that there's I think a lot of those because I know that there's like a cars video game that is supposed to be halfway decent but they made like a ratatouille game and some toy story games yeah so
0: they just yeah uh I don't know which of these to talk about one of them you've probably never heard of and the other one well I'll just say it's fight club oh my god you
1: mean the game where you can unlock Fred Durst as a playable character
0: you can unlock Fred Turst as a playable character. Yeah,
1: you know, definitely I hitting the same kind of themes and <laughs> subtlety that the film had.
0: It's a fighting
1: game? <laughs> it's just a fighting game? Oh my god, yeah, that just... that game is so fucking stupid. Because, like, you know, sometimes, like, I, I remember sometimes when I was younger, like, trying to tell people, like, yeah, Fight Club's really cool. They're like, I don't really want to watch a movie about, like, people just fighting. You're like, no, 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 like, the Fight Club is not like a huge part of the movie. Like, you you, you know, it's, it's a part of it, but it's like, but like, oh yeah, Fight Club. It's got fight in the name. It's a fucking fighting game.
0: <laughs> I just want to read this from the Wikipedia. There is a story mode built around an original character named Only Hero, who <laughs> joins Fight Club after breaking up with his girlfriend. By winning fights, the character moves up through the ranks of Fight Club, getting closer to Project Mayhem and to becoming Tyler Durden's right-hand man. Uh, and apparently there's just like a lot of scenes where like Tyler Durden will like talk to you and stuff like that and tell you you're cool. And yeah, you can, winning story mode also unlocks Fred Durst, lead singer from Limp Biscuit as a playable character. Holy fucking shit. That was a time to be alive, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then I just, so I was, I was, I had, I pulled up like an alphabetical list of games to like go through. And I was getting to the end, and I was like, "Oh, X Men. Okay, I'm not going to see anything after X Men." But there's a game called Young Sherlock: The Legacy of Doyle, mm. which is apparently released only in Japan. Are you familiar with the movie Young Sherlock Holmes? Not young Young Sherlock Holmes. No. Young Sherlock Holmes. It's uh, it's it's. I think it's a Spielberg film, and it's it's the story of like Watson and Sherlock Holmes meeting at university, uh, or whatever whatever British boys school they get sent to or whatever. And like, it's not great. And it kind of like, I didn't like it was made in the eighties and I didn't know it back then, but you know, it turns out to be kind of racist because like the bad guys are like just evil Egyptian cult kind of thing. Um, uh, who were like mad because the British like, you know, hurt, like destroyed their heritage and shit like that. And it's like, Oh, well, Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was just weird. I just had never, it never crossed my mind that anyone would make a young Sherlock Holmes video game. Uh, and they did. And but it only came out in just, Japan, you said? It only came out in Japan, that's, which somehow made it seem less weird to me. I was like, oh, okay.
1: Well, that's just weird that it, like, in, I don't know, like an American movie about British characters got a game that only yeah. came out in Japan.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Just weird. It's just, it's just a thing I didn't expect to see. It's and it was like, not particularly exciting for anyone, even me. But it was just like, huh? Uh, yeah.
1: That is funny. You bring that up though, because my girlfriend and I um, have very recently been making our way through a lot of Sherlock Holmes games and been enjoying them very much. So oh, it's another nice. adaptation, kind of adaptation, because you know, obviously Sherlock yeah. Holmes, and I think some of them are direct stories, but um, they're fun. she likes solving mysteries and stuff so we like to do that kind of stuff do you know sherlock holmes dies in the third book i you know i do know this because i actually just learned this because he killed him off and then the fans like (laughs) Uh bitched at him so much (laughs) so then he wrote hounds of baskerville which is like a prequel so he's like okay sherlock holmes is here but like still was like No, he can't die. So then he wrote another book, and it's like, yep, he faked his whole death. He faked his death this whole time. (laughs) It is hilarious you bring that up because I learned this yesterday. (laughs) Nice
0: (laughs) tying it all together. Also, you, you you sent the thing about the topic for this forecast, and then immediately, like later the same day, Kate posted that some guy had a is releasing a free a freeware uh water world oh simpsons yeah the water world water world game <laughs> yeah that would be that's so funny <laughs> so so we've got that to look forward to the, the next time we do a, a movie the game uh, i love that episode. water world but like not water world game the water
1: world simpsons game <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's awesome
0: Uh, I just remembered one of my favorite adaptations, actually, of all time. Um, Twitter.com slash Devolver Digital. Oh, you fucking son of a bitch. (laughs) Based on the book Devolver Digital by Graham Struthers. Uh, Well, he wrote the first book, uh, and then someone else wrote the other books. But yeah, based on the the acclaimed book series Devolver Digital. uh, I think there's even a TikTok about it.
1: Uh, there's a TikTok about everything um, these days. I would not be surprised.
0: TikTok about everything these days. Uh, so if you look up Devolver Digital on TikTok. Um, and I recently joined a discussion discussion group, uh, discord.gg slash Devolver Digital, where we talk about our favorite parts of the book um, and of the, the Twitter adaptation. <laughs> and there's That's even that. a channel to talk about the ill-conceived forecast spinoff. Uh, so you can talk about that in the Discord. Flawless. Is that all? Of them? What else? Yeah. I, I think that's Thanks. it. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> got, Be friends with Devolver on Instagram. Instagram. Facebook. Beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I can't wait for the the Forecast adaptation when they make the the video game version of Forecast.
0: Oh, it's going to be so gonna be, good. It's yeah, just going to be so thrilling and exciting. Yeah, it's going to be like a heavy metal album cover where <laughs> we have to go. We have to fight our way through heaven to rescue our girlfriend. <laughs> that would be, we're like recording an episode and
1: it's like, it's just, we should just do the Evil Dead, like we were reciting things and it's like, oh, we actually said something, open a portal to hell, whoops, we got to find the podcast and make sure it doesn't get live, so
0: <laughs> So doesn't open a
1: lot of portals now.
0: Now that's a good plot. That's a good plot. Damn it, Jared! Oh Lord! Nice, nice. Okay. Well, Thanks well. for listening, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Go get Blade Runner. Oh, go play. Sorry, go play the demos on <laughs> Steam Next Fest. Go play the developer demos on Steam Next Fest. But seriously, go. Yeah, go, go play Blade, Blade Runner. <laughs> you can also play Blade Runner.